Welcome to LLC Chat, the Language Learning Center's new podcast on issues related to world languages from the perspective of students, faculty, and community members. I'm your host, Kelsey, and we come to you from the Department of World Languages and Cultures at Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia. All right, I'm joined today by Dr. Das, the Chair of the Department of World Languages and Cultures and Associate Professor of Spanish at Old Dominion University. Would you please introduce yourself with a brief background to your expertise, language, and interests? Sure. It's uh, it's nice to be here, Kelsey. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I am, as you said, I'm Martha Das, and I've spent most of my life studying Spanish, you know, from high school on, but just like everybody, right? I mean, I started, you know, at Spanish One in high school and took AP, so, you know, I, I understand the struggles a little bit of, of language learning in general. And then in college, went abroad to Spain for a whole year, and I think after that, it was just like something opened inside me, and I realized that this was what I was meant to be doing with the rest of my life. So I spent a lot of time in Spain, um, and I got my PhD at the University of Texas, and um, was, I was uh, I studied medieval Spanish literature. <laughs> So I'm a, I'm a Hispano medievalist, if you can believe that. That's so cool. Yeah. Medieval. And I, I've taken students a lot abroad. So I think for me, studying abroad is the most important thing you can do as a language student. So there's nothing like going abroad. And of course, in this time of Corona, we can't do it right now. So I sure hope we can do it soon. You know, I do too. I plan to go abroad next year. So hopefully it lifts and we can do that. <laughs> right. Where are you planning on going? Uh, Paris. Because oh. I study French. <laughs> Such so, a beautiful city. <laughs> is it? Oh, I'm so excited yeah. to see it. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping I can just kind of dip my toes and go to Canada too mm-hmm. and see what that's like. Um, I haven't left the United States. So... <laughs> So you've got your passport and you're ready in your hot little hand and you're ready to go. <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Um, so speaking of COVID, ODU quickly transitioned to remote learning in March uh, to address that crisis. Would you tell us how you navigated this transition for your world language courses? Sure. Um, so first as chair, you know, I had to make sure that every single one of our courses got up and running. And I have to say that I have the most amazing faculty. All the faculty, adjuncts included, were just on their game. And they really managed to get, you know, get their classes online. It was a huge struggle because we had no time, right? I mean, Pete, we did have professors who had already knew what they were doing. Um, and so they had an easier time of it. And for the rest of us who'd never seen Zoom in our lives, <laughs> including myself, uh, it, see, it was a struggle in the beginning. But um, I think what helped, and this was unusual for spring, was that we had already established a great relationship with our students in face-to-face learning. And so once we got onto Zoom, we already had that relationship built. And um, at least that helped for me in the beginning. Um, 
And so I learned pretty quickly how to, you know, have a, have a class on Zoom. I kept it synchronous, right? Most of us did, you know, we kept our classes synchronous, which I think fosters the community a little bit more than doing it. I mean, asynchronous is fine, but especially when you're used to doing face-to-face, the synchronous really worked well, I think. Um, and my students seemed to be okay. You know, they were sitting on their beds and, you know, <laughs> you know sitting in their pajamas, but it was fine. It was fine. You know, they managed to keep up with the work. I had to change my assignments a little bit. Um, I was teaching a food and culture class, so we didn't have any more tastings. We'd started with tastings, and so that was a little bit of a bummer, but um they were able to do some amazing projects and i had a, a few students do cooking videos for it and they oh, did cool. it in spanish so and i had one who did it from a professional kitchen because <laughs> she was working there and so she it looked like a real video on television it was amazing <laughs> that is so and cool such a good job yeah they really the students really rose to the occasion you know i was really proud of them yeah i think keeping it synchronous was wonderful for my classes because like you said, we're so used to that face to face. And I feel Mm -hmm. like language learning, that's so important to be able to see, you know, the body communication as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I know that we have some faculty who do asynchronous and they do a really good job, but they work really hard at getting everything prepared and doing all their videos and everything. So because we had to do it so quickly, I'm glad that we have the opportunity to stay face to face, you know, through Zoom. (laughs) And it changed in a week. I can't believe how well it was done. I yeah. felt very much taken care of in my language classes. Well, I'm very pleased that you did. I feel like, you know, I mean, we're all there to teach, right? That's what we love to do. So I was, you know, concerned about students falling through the cracks. But, you know, I think ODU did a good, really good job in general of keeping track of students, you know, especially high-risk students who needed extra help, who needed computers who needed Wi-Fi, you know, so that was really important because, you know, we're privileged. I've got a computer right here. I'm, it's easy for me, but it's, we have to remember that it's not so easy for a lot of people. We have no idea what people's home situation is like. We don't know if people even have access to Wi-Fi or a computer. So I think ODU is really sensitive about that. And that was really important, you know, absolutely. What opportunities do you see for growth to the remote learning experience? So I was thinking, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, um, trying to, because I realize that this is the wave of the future. I mean, I think it's been here for a while, but I'm a little resistant to technology myself. So as uh, some of my friends will tell you, (laughs) but um, I've been thinking about ways to communicate and uh, with the public and with teachers uh, in schools, in uh, K through 12 schools, um, uh, trying to think about, you know, short courses, language courses. I know the public would be very interested in language courses, you know, specifically um, dealing with certain topics you know, like someone maybe wants to travel, we could do like a travel course or 
somebody, you know, or, or a teacher who's looking for professional development credits, you know, that would be a really great opportunity because of course these, everybody's working all day long and they don't have time you know, to come to class per se, you know, but to take a course, a short course given in the evening, even asynchronously, you know, with videos or whatever, I think is, you know, one of the opportunities that we have to give back to the community a little bit, which is what I think that we need to use technology for, you know, is to reach people who can't actually go to school, um, to reach people who want to improve themselves, who want to learn something new, you know, who need professional development, who want to go on, you know, um, I think that we can, the sky's the limit with technology, right? I mean, I don't know anything. I, I mean, I need to take a whole bunch of workshops, I think, you know, really, because I don't know, right? I don't know what I don't know. So I think there's so, you know what I mean? There's so much to learn and to, to be able to do this successfully. And I'm sure there are plenty of people who do know how to do it. Um, so I'm excited for myself to learn a lot more about how to teach well online. And, um, and I think, but I think the main thing is to, uh, you know, offer a, a wider selection of courses, a wider selection of opportunities for, to an, a, a larger group of people who may or may not be able to get to campus, you know? Right, right. That would be great for those people. Um, so would you consider remote teaching in the future? Um, Yes, I mean, I think that if I, okay, I'm going to tell you that I would rather not, you know, and I am um, an extrovert, and I love teaching, and I love to be in the classroom, and I, I get a lot of energy, so I, you know, I, it's like, I'm like a va an energy vampire, right? <laughs> I love, I love to be in the classroom and feel the students' excitement, so um, if an opportunity presented itself to teach something abroad, you know, where I was trying to reach people abroad or something like that, yes, but I think once COVID clears up, I definitely, I myself am going back to the classroom for sure, you know, just because that is where I feel the most comfortable. I agree. I, I feel so much more comfortable in the classroom I, just because the language and it's, it's such a person to person experience learning a language. So I, I understand and I miss it so much. <laughs> yeah, me too. I miss just being and being around everybody and just the students always have such great ideas and I teach a lot of literature classes so you know I'll, I'll teach a literature class and I'll teach a piece of literature I've read a thousand times and somebody will come up with something new and it's just tremendous to me and that's the point of teaching right is is to make all these great connections and and I really do feel like you can do it of course you know on zoom or wherever whatever platform you're using but Honestly, the the face to face it doesn't it it can't compare as far as I'm concerned. At least for me personally, you know, it's definitely a personal choice. But and um, I also think that students who go to college now, I'm sure there are plenty of students who love learning online. Mm -hmm. You know, they can stay home, they can do whatever they want, they can do it on their own time. It's great. But honestly, there's something about going to college. It's not just about going to class, right? right? So going to college means 
opening yourself up to all sorts of opportunities that you don't have otherwise. And going to college and, and meeting students in class and finding out what they're doing and, and joining clubs. And, and I think all of that human connection is lost on Zoom or, uh, you know, uh, online, especially if students only have an online, you know, experience. And that's fine if they are home and they're, you know, have children and work and, and that's not what they're looking for. And that's fine. But I don't think that we don't want to lose the university experience, the college experience, because I think it's an incredibly important step for, for students. Um, leaving home, you know, starting to become independent, living on their own, you know, making new friends and just really opening themselves up to all sorts of opportunities and experiences that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So it's a separate community. It's separating your home and your professional life. It just, it doesn't feel the same from home. (laughs) You know, it's not that, that other space. Exactly. Right. You know, going to the coffee shop and sitting around with your friends and I don't know. I, I and I I think I have a romantic notion of it, although I've been at ODU for almost 20 years, please. I, I am very aware of what people are doing and, and how university has changed over the years. And I, I'm I'm going with the times. I'm rolling with it. I'm not I don't have my head in the clouds, but I do still think there's a there's a place in everyone's life for for as many people as who can afford it and who can do it to have that university experience. All right. Well, I didn't have any more questions for you. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, concerning remote learning? Um, I wonder. Um, No, I don't think so. I mean, I think actually, I will say one thing, that being thrown into this, you know, (laughs) uh, this trial by fire, if you will, a little medieval reference, um, <laughs> it's been actually really good for me and I bet for a lot of other people because I realized that it's not as scary as I thought. It's not as you know befuddling as I thought. And I actually realized that there, you can do a lot of great teaching and learning still online. And that is something that I didn't really understand before I did this. So I'm actually in some ways grateful, not grateful at all <laughs> to this horrible disease, but very grateful that I had the opportunity to do it and that I, you know, may still be doing it in the fall. I'm not sure, but that I understand now what it entails and it's not, you know, I- I'll give it its due. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's what my faculty who've been teaching online for years have told me, but I don't know. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to understand where they're coming from now, so that's good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm really grateful for you sharing your experiences and your thoughts on all of this. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Great. Well, let's hope we're back in the classroom soon, Kelsey. <laughs> oh, I hope so. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. See you around. Bye.
Thank you.